Welcome back to Series Regular, the Hollywood Reporter's all-in podcast on genre television. Hello, everybody. I'm Josh Wigler, your host here on Series Regular. And some of you may be looking at the title of this episode on your podcast feed and wondering, Survivor? Really? That show's still on? Yes, it's still on. Stop asking. Don't be ridiculous. But some of those same people may next be asking, okay, but what does Survivor have to do with genre television? Why are we hearing about it on this podcast? That's a fair question, and I don't have a great answer other than this. When Survivor is at its best, it's like the best episodes of Lost, admittedly with fewer life and death stakes. But it's basically an action-adventure movie in the middle of the jungle as 20 or so castaways compete in ruthless challenges and fight tooth and nail to avoid getting voted out at tribal council. No smoke monsters, sure, but plenty of whispers. Not to mention some brutal physical battles concocted by challenge mastermind John Kierhofer, a staple of the Survivor universe since the very first season back in 2000, work that rivals the most grueling jungle treks that Jack, Kate, Sawyer, and the rest ever faced. I should probably also point out at this point that there are definitely people who are checking into series regular right now and currently thinking, why is Wiggler talking to himself? And why is he seriously entertaining people who don't know anything about Survivor when he podcasts about it every week and even hosts a song parody competition that's based on a contestant from nearly 30 seasons ago who only competed for like a day at the absolute most. And to those people, to all of the people, I say this. I contain multitudes, as does series regular, as does Survivor, which returns for its 39th season. Yes, season 39 on September 25th, 2019. The tribe has spoken. For the past few years, I've been traveling out to the CBS Reality Competition Series' filming location in Fiji, where I get to observe the first three days of production, and those end up forming the backbone of the first episode of any given season. Dedicated Hollywood Reporter readers may already know this, thanks to the First One Out podcast series that we've been producing over the past few seasons. There's no such series this year, I'm afraid, due to time constraints on my end, but a quick trip back to the island to tell you what's up on Survivor this year? Yeah, I think we can swing at least one podcast on that. So, this may be a bit of a detour from your typical genre TV-focused series regular podcast. But if you're a Survivor fan at all, or if you're a lapsed viewer, or somebody who's never given the show a shot but you're curious to check it out, proceed onward. I'm just wondering if someone's going to show up or not. Over the course of nearly two full decades and 40 seasons on television, Survivor has produced its fair share of moments that feel like they had to have been scripted out in advance. I want to give individual immunity to Natalie. I'm sorry, I don't talk Lama. I'm supposed to talk Lama to you. I swear to God, dude, I will drop it. It's only up to it's only up to That's just freaking lame. Thank you. No, thank you. What's more, through the course of all those seasons, and therefore nearly 40 different players going on to fulfill their million-dollar dreams, Survivor has built itself a rather rich mythology, as demonstrated in 2018's Survivor Ghost Island, which featured cursed relics and artifacts from seasons past, brought back into play for a new shot at redemption. This tainted idol has not matured into a real idol. The upcoming season, Survivor Island of the Idols, takes the same basic ghost island concept of a self-referential island, but takes it a few steps further. Two steps further, in fact. Instead of retired immunity idols and advantages coming back into play, as was the case in Ghost Island, Island of the Idols is bringing back two players from Survivor history. One man should not have this much power in this game. 
Luckily, I'm not an ordinary man. You know that saying where it says, you're only the king until the queen arrives? I'm here. Boston Rob Mariano and Sandra Diaz-Twine, two former winners with a combined seven seasons and three championships to their name. Sandra's all too happy to let you know which of the two of them brings that second win to the table, by the way. Good job, Sandra. That's what you get for plotting against me. Good job. That's what you get, and the queen stays queen. They can't add any additional title belt wins to their trophy case this season, however. Instead, Rob and Sandra live out on the Island of the Idols, a secluded spot in Fiji where 20 new castaways may wind up for a face-off against the Survivor legends. How exactly does that work? I'm glad you ask. Let's turn the clock back to mid-March 2019 when I was out on location and I got the opportunity to ask that very same question of the executive producer of Survivor, the host with the most, Jeff Probst. Here he is in the thick of a hot Fijian day, telling you everything you need to know about Island of the Idols. Although first, maybe we should ease you in. Here's a taste of what to expect from season 39 based on the official CBS preview for the season. our 39th season, two legendary winners return to the game. Sandra and I, between the two of us, we've played over 200 days. We've both won the game. Sandra's the only contestant to ever win twice. We know everything there is to know about Survivor. I mean, I wrote a book on it. But for the first time ever, they won't be competing for the million-dollar prize. Instead, they'll live together on their own island and serve as mentors to a group of new players. If they could take what Rob can teach them and what I can teach them and put it all together, they can take home the million dollars. That's it. All they got to do is listen. It's a survivor boot camp where every visit is a dance with danger. We're not giving you anything for free. Survivor School is in session. Coming this fall, Survivor, Island of the Idols. What's up, probes? Josh, season 39. We're here. Day one, they've been marooned. I've not met them. We're doing something different, so they just showed up on the beaches on their own. Yeah. And... So I, uh, I've only gotten some reports of what's happening so far, which is all really good. 39 days, 39 seasons. This has been an exciting thing that people have been looking forward to. I think as much as people have been looking forward to season 40. Like, I think that this is, huh. you know, a number that's magical within right. the Survivor universe. What's going on? Because I know very little. I know what the name of the season is. What's the name of the season? It's the Island of the Idols. Yes. And I don't know what that means. Okay. And I want to know what that means. Tell me what it means. So, Island of the Idols is the first thing the players will learn. They just six hours ago landed on their beaches and got their buffs. So they're going to read that title and start to speculate. And what we think is they will speculate that it has something to do with idols. That's what the intention is, and that would be the normal assumption. What they don't know is it has nothing to do with hidden immunity idols, but everything to do with survivor idols. Okay. So the first person... That goes to the Island of Idols. So it's an actual, there's an actual island where people, okay, cool. There is an, an island, the Island of the Idols, and at the end of the first challenge, the losing tribe will randomly draw somebody from their tribe who will go there. That'll be the first time anybody learns there is an island. And that person will be dropped off in a boat, and they'll walk down this beautiful sandy beach, and they'll wonder, why am I here? What's about to happen? 
And as they turn around the corner, they will be awestruck to see two giant busts of Boston Rock <laughs> and Sandra <laughs> built into the side of a mountain, sitting in the sand, 25 feet tall, 20 feet wide. Survivor Mount Rushmore. Yes. <laughs> okay. It's, it's our Mount Olympus. Yeah. They are the gods. You know, they're the idols of the game. And so we don't know what will happen, but we're thinking people will, the player will go, what is this? And then Sandra and Rob will walk down. Wow. And say, welcome to Island of the Idols. Come on into the stug and we'll tell you what's going on. So Rob and Sandra are here. Rob and Sandra are here. And the twist is they're not playing. Okay. They're not competing for a million dollars. They don't cast a vote. They can't be voted out. They're not competing. They are mentors here to teach new players different aspects of the game and then give them a chance to test what they've learned for a chance to win advantage. So Island of the Idols is kind of like a survivor boot camp or a football training camp where they could teach you anything from a very basic skill of how to make fire because fire is the essence of the game right. to something more complicated later in the season. Maybe Sandra says, here's how you start and perpetuate a lie. Yeah. That's the idea. And the, the real trick of Island of the Idols is that players need to never forget it is a survivor boot camp and they are there to teach you, but it is a survivor boot camp. Everything's a lesson. Yeah. So as an example, in the first episode, Rob is going to teach the person how to make fire. He's very good at it. He's going to say, look, I've, I've been out. Sandra and I've been out here for 200 days. We played seven seasons. If you go back to camp, you're going to be going to tribal. You lost. You guys are going to have a flint. If you're the one that can make fire, it makes you valuable in that tribe. And you are practicing for if you ever need a final four fire making challenge. Yeah. So there's a selfish, selfish aspect to it. And that player will go practice making fire before they leave Rob and Sandra will say there's one other thing now you have a chance to test how well you've learned the lesson if you can beat me in a fire making competition you can go back to camp with a hidden immunity idol good for one or two tribal councils whatever it is okay if you lose to me you lose your vote at the first tribal oh council. so there's some high stakes involved and the the thing that the player probably won't realize is this is also part of the test. You probably shouldn't take on Rob. This is probably a dumb bet. So you choose. It's not like you have to You have to compete against Rob. You get the call. Are you feeling ready to do it? Yes. You can say no. So the player will probably say, I don't think so. And then Rob might say, I'll tell you what. Let's make it good for another tribal. And I'll give you a 30-second head start. So we've given Rob and Sandra room to maneuver. They know they how negotiate. far they can negotiate. There's a ceiling. <laughs> it's like you've been given money to go buy a painting for somebody. There's, this is how far you can go with it. But it's on them to, to negotiate as they want. And Rob and Sandra will tell you when you talk to them, they don't want to give them another idol if they don't have to. But they do want them to take the test. So they're going to cajole, persuade, whatever. But they're out here to have fun. If they're not out here to win, they're out here to have fun and be a part of the, part of the deal. Yes, but it's more than that because this is part of the test. They're trying their best to get you to do something that you maybe shouldn't do. So think about it. The player says, I don't want to do it. And Rob says, I'll give you a two-minute head start and I'll make it for three tribal councils. And the player says, okay, I'll do that. And they lose. Then Sandra says, that's your next lesson. 
us making it worth more didn't make the challenge any different. You were never going to beat Rob in fire making. So what just happened to you is exactly what happens on the beach. People try to persuade you. You should have listened to your gut. So now you've lost your vote and now you got to go back. What are you going to do? Let's work on the lie. So everything is a lesson. Yeah. And hanging in their shelter is this oath of the idol. And it says very clearly, we're not your competition. We are your teachers. And everything we do here is aimed to make your game better. But you forget that this is survivor boot camp. So yes, Rob and Sandra are adversaries at the end. So the, the arc of their story is we get here as a player. We're in awe. We meet Rob and Sandra. They tell us they're going to teach us. We begin to become peers. You teach me how to make fire. Rob is going to legitimately show them everything he knows. Then you encourage me to practice. And then you offer me a chance to test myself. And if I say yes, you are no longer my teacher. You're now my adversary. But all of it is under the guise of tough love. Yeah. This is boot camp. And at the very least, you're going back to camp knowing how to make fire. You may go back with an advantage. You may go back without a vote, but a life lesson about persuasion. And we're going to just explore by letting Rob and Sandra run that beach. We've never done anything like this. Nothing like this. I've never wanted to give a part of the show away to anyone because we like to know what's going to happen. We're definitely leaving them out there to negotiate as they want and to either do a great job or not. When you say you're leaving them out there, are they living out there? They're living out there. One of the this is what's interesting about Robin Sandra. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing with giddy excitement because this is incredible. Okay, please continue. This is amazing. So the idea came from this. In thinking about 40 and who we wanted to bring back, yeah. we also came up with our list of people who said they'll never play again. And Boston Rob is one of those players. He's already played. He doesn't want to come back. So how could we get him to come back? What if we made him an idol? And then the, the bookend to him was Sandra. These two go together. They're like the mother and father of Survivor. They were really fun when they played together, too, in Heroes Villains. Yes. Yeah. And, of course, Sandra is the only two-time winner and could be a three-time winner one day. Yeah. So we called them both up and said, here's the idea. You wouldn't be playing. You're not going to get a million dollars. You're just going to go out there to transcend <laughs> and become idols. And both of them, to their credit, said, I'm in. And there was a feeling of survivors given so much to me. This is a chance for me to do something different. And I'm going to spend a summer, even though I won't get a million dollars, I'll still do it. But the one thing they both said is we have to walk the walk if we're going to talk the talk. Yeah. And I said, all right whatever you want. And he said, I want to build the biggest shelter ever built on Survivor. And Sandra said, with me. And, and they, they were a pair from the beginning. And Sandra said, we're going to just sit out there every day, make our own rice, catch our own fish, you know, whatever, chickens running around, and we're going to build this giant Survivor boot camp. And as the, so they're out there right now building. How long have they been here? They've been here about three days. Okay. Three or four days. Yeah. I can't remember, but a little while. A little while. But Rob's building right now, and he's going to be building the entire time. Yeah. He's nonstop. The one thing they have going for him is they have nothing to do. There are no challenges. There's no strategy. He's going to build a skyscraper. That's his goal, <laughs> is to build the biggest shelter ever created. And as the shelter grows, our ability to do different kinds of tests might grow. So somebody literally could come over in an episode, and we tell them that you're, you're in a Reddit session. This is an AMA. Yeah. 
ask me anything about Survivor. And if they, they might say, I don't know how to make a chicken. How do you cook a chicken? They'll grab a chicken. And they'll they'll get you. the fire and they'll show you. Are they designing the challenges? They're not designing the tests. But what we did is on our initial phone call, we asked them to write down every element you can think of that's beneficial yeah. to a new player. And they gave us a long list, and then we said, okay, we'll figure out which ones we want to use, and we'll slowly share them with Rob and Sandra. So Rob and Sandra are co-conspirators. They're definitely in a bit of a producer role yeah. in that we're entrusting them, but we're not – we're still in charge of which tests they're going to But it's run. really fun to get some involvement in the creative from the perspective of people who've not only played the game, but have won the game and have a combined seven seasons underneath, you know, their, their, their belts. That's exactly it. So that's a different perspective than you've had on the show before. I'm sure you've, like, bounced ideas back and forth with, you know, players along the yeah. way. But they're involved. This is like... They're totally involved. There's a, there's a different energy, I'm sure. And I can't, I can't say this strongly enough. I've been so impressed and grateful by the two of them. We've had email chains going back and forth that are all about how can we help a player? It's really earnest. It's we're not like the the first thing Sander will say is I've won the game twice, but I'm not a master. Yeah. You never master this game. But I know some things. I can help you plant a seed of doubt. I can also show you how to make Fun fire. To yeah. So they've both been really great conspirators. And the, the really fun thing is Sander could still come back and play again. Yeah. She only knows something about this season. She would not know anything about a future season. So there's not even a church and state issue. Right now, you aren't competing. So Sandra and Rob could have easily said, listen, if we're not playing for a million dollars, I'm definitely not building a shelter. Right. And we would have said, great, we'll build you one. But that wasn't the case. And now I think Rob is so driven with Sandra's uh, assistance that he now has a partner in it that I think he really is going to try to make the biggest shelter ever built. I always say this to you, and it may, may be, I don't know if it lands or not. When I tell you on day one, I think it's the riskiest thing we've ever done, I'm, I'm being completely yeah. sincere. It, this is not a guaranteed win. It's risky. You're creating, what we do on Survivors, create an environment in which we lay out what we know the twists are going to be and the challenges, and we let the players play it. We're now doing that to another extent, where we're now actually letting two returning players be in charge of a part of the show. Yeah. And so it's, it's scary, but incredibly intoxicating, yeah. because this is how you grow. Yeah. You take risks, and you, you hope that they're right, or you hope you adjust as you go and make them right. But right now... Sandra and Rob are on an island. I'm pretty sure he's pounding a bamboo nail into something, trying to build a shelter, and they're itching for the first person to get there yeah. because they want to teach, and then they want to test, and they're going to do their best to get you to say yes to the test. If for no other reason than they can say, you just took a sucker bet, dude. Yeah. What, are you, what were you thinking? It's a fun idea. So that's the score. Two legendary Survivor winners back in action, at least in a manner of speaking, with two gigantic statues of their faces along for the ride. If you haven't watched the preview for the season, and if you haven't seen those statues for yourself yet, then I highly recommend that you go ahead and do that. It's thoroughly ridiculous, and it makes me laugh very hard every time. 
Speaking of laughing very hard every time, I want to leave you with a little taste of what to expect from the real power players at the heart of Island of the Idols, the 20 new castaways, a group that includes an Olympic swimmer, a professional poker player, a retired NHL player, several attorneys, and so many more. And we just don't have time to highlight the full cast. I recommend you keep your eye on THR.com Survivor for more details in the lead up to the premiere and all season long. But for now, what you're about to hear is a slice of life from the beach belonging to the Lyro tribe, 10 men and women dressed in orange buffs. On this particular morning in Fiji, it's blisteringly hot, so the tribe is hiding away from the sun, huddled together under the roof of their shelter, which is an impressive structure given that it's only the second morning of the 39-day adventure. You'll hear these men and women singing songs and otherwise doing their best to crack each other up, and I'm pretty sure they're doing their best to crack me up as well. Mission very nearly accomplished. Let's see how they do with you. Round one. Let's go. <laughs> battle rap. Survivor battle rap. Let's go. Okay, let's go. Get her. Get her. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yo. Yo, we're sitting under a tree, and I hope you really like me, because our name is Tribe Laro, and Aaron is our Cairo, and I am like, how are we doing this? How are we doing this? How? Yeah. <laughs> That's going to do it this week for Series Regular, the Hollywood Reporter's all-in podcast on genre television, except when it briefly transforms into a podcast about Survivor. Subscribe to Series Regular on your podcast app of choice to never miss an episode, and make sure to email seriesregular at thr.com with your suggestions for shows to cover. Head on over to thr.com slash survivor for more on Island of the Idols, premiering September 25th. Until next time, take care. 